0: I want to make one point today, and I'm going to try a couple of different ways to do it. The singular point in this second part of a quest that we're on for purpose, for happiness, for holiness. A second step after, after last week hearing that, uh, that we were made in the image and likeness of God. Last week, and, and if you were here, this is a, a summary. If you weren't, this, this captures Genesis chapter 1. says that not only were we made in the image and likeness of God, but that when we entered creation, when we showed up on the scene, that literally God looks at all of creation and says that, 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 that with, with man and woman now here, things have gone from good to very good. You were that amazing in the eyes of God and and yet and yet when we confuse the main thing it confuses everything and when we lose sight of the main thing we have the potential to lose everything i mean this is this this is our predicament but but i'd like on this day i'd like to call up something of an expert. He's a a friend, uh, something of an expert uh, in, well, in a a topic that that a couple of us follow. Uh, Brian, Coach Way, how are you this morning? You know two of these people? One or two. Yeah, yeah, you probably went to school with a couple of them. Might have yeah, coached, I'm, I'm might have coached older, one or two stuff. of them. You're, you you are older than all of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We've established that. You've been teaching in school for 34 years. Correct. 34 years. Graduated of Warner Robbins High School. Mm-hmm. Went off to the University of Georgia. Came back. Started right away as a school teacher. But here's what's different: is that you coach some in the afternoons, mm-hmm. but d- during the school day, you're not teaching physical education. You're teaching things like physical science or physics, or uh, you even teach some of that chemistry from time to time. I don't love that chemistry, coach. We'll, uh, I, I need a tutoring lesson on molar equations. I hadn't figured those out. I'm your man. You, you are the man. You are the man. You, are the man. you um, m- married to Robin, two girls. Uh, you, uh, you first came to this church in like 89? 1989. 1989, yeah, yeah. What? what I, church, yeah. It was that church over there. Yeah, yeah. This was uh, the Sisson house right here. Is that about, we, we Are we close? About right, about right here, about right, okay, right over here, yeah, that's, uh, that's ancient history, but you know about ancient history because you're that old. Uh, you're correct. <laughs>
1: They're
0: going to laugh more at your jokes than my, my <laughs> jokes, yeah. So, I, I brought you up here, <clears throat> as I think about it, mm-hmm. between playing at Warner Robins, y'all were pretty good back then. We had good players. Yeah, you had good players. Other than me. Other than you, yeah, you. other than you. Uh between playing at Warner Robins between coaching at Warner Robins and y'all y'all had a pretty good season a few different times how was 04 how did that turn out
1: we had good players
0: you had good players yeah. 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 yeah yeah anybody in the room remember 2004 Warner Robins demons anybody yeah how did how did they end up champions that's right and uh, and you had something to do with it very little. between playing mm-hmm. coaching and then just watching football you've probably seen more football games than most people i've can ever think of, right?
1: Yeah, we've already established the fact that I'm old. Yes, yes. (laughs) You (laughs) don't need to that point.
0: Check. This is what I'm thinking, is that there's a truth, which is confusing the main thing confuses everything, and and worse, losing sight of the main thing, you can lose everything, Mm -hmm. that probably translates into the world of football. It does indeed. What do you know about that?
1: Um... Well, again, football is – there are a lot of different philosophies in football, offensively and defensively and whatever, okay. And there are a lot of different ways to be successful because if there wasn't but one way, everybody would do the same thing. Right. Okay. You know, coaches, we're not very smart, but we're good at copying, okay, other, other people's ideas. So, uh, you know, there are a lot of different ways to do it, but all good teams have their own identity, Okay they they know who they are and what they were built to do okay and uh because you, you have to have something that you can hang your hat on when times get tough in a game okay uh when things are going well and you're a lot better than that team you're playing then you, know, you can do what you want to do uh, but uh, when you're playing good teams that know what they're doing then that's when you really got to fall back on, like you said, what your identity is and what you were built to do. Uh, and if you don't, bad things happen.
0: Bad things happen, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, uh, you've seen that before.
1: Seen it, uh, unfortunately, firsthand.
0: Well, I don't want to talk about that, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: but, but it happens to everybody. It happens to everybody. Uh, even really good teams, it you, happens from time to time. You know
0: who you are, you've got your identity, and then something knocks you off your game.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think you lose sight of who you are. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a good example of that, and, and again, I don't think it's too soon to talk about it, um, because it's been almost a year now, but like when the Falcons, you know, they they kind of spit the bit out uh, last year in the Super You're Bowl. You're talking about the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah.
0: Anybody a- Anybody in the room watched the Super Bowl last year with the Falcons in it? Anybody in the room? Anybody? Every, every, is it fa- safe to say everybody in the room knows that the Falcons were in the Super Bowl last year and that... It didn't turn out.
1: No, like we'd hoped.
0: Like we'd hoped, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh, if you don't know, uh, with halfway through the third quarter, they scored to go up 28-3. to So you're up 25 points, and, you know, things are looking pretty good if you're a Falcons fan and, and whatnot. But, you know, we know they didn't end up winning the game. Uh, New England, you know, who has a really good team and a really good coaching staff. Uh, they kind of made a little comeback and, uh, and ended up, you know, winning the ball game and a lot of, you know, a lot of reasons as to why that happened. The experts. The experts. Yeah. Which, you know, the fans are full of experts.
0: Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, stands know, the stands are full of the fans, fans, which are – every,
1: every fan's an expert. never lost a game. Yeah. Armchair quarterback, yeah. armchair anyway, coach. Uh, a lot of reasons for that, you know. New England's got a really good quarterback. If y'all never watched him play, that guy's really good. Okay. And uh, that helps. And, um, you know, the Falcons, you know, a lot of people blame the Falcons' defense. You know, they gave up however many points they gave up in the second half. But, you know, they were on the field a lot of times. And uh, a lot of that has to do with, I think, uh, on offense anyway, the Falcons forgot who they were. Mm. They forgot who their identity was or what they were built to do, which if you don't know, they were were built to run the football and to play action pass. That was their identity. And they kind of got, I think, lost sight of that a little bit there, uh, which is easy to do. You would think that, well, you know who you are and what you're supposed to be doing and what you were created or built to do. Um, but when things get tough, uh, sometimes we forget that or, or we may not trust who we are and, and what we were designed to do uh, in terms of, you know, your team. And, and you may try to start reaching for other things that, that look good, but that you really weren't, weren't built to do. And when that happens, um, you end up losing the Super Bowl. You could be preaching right now. I mean, like, literally.
0: Let me get you the Bible. No, you could you be preaching been. right now. Okay. So what you're saying you is... Not fill your shoes. What, what, yeah, yours a little larger than mine, I think. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what you're saying is that there is a truth in football that's also true in life. That, that when that. you lose sense of your identity... You can lose sense of a lot more than that.
1: You can lose everything.
0: You can lose everything. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you this morning. You, uh, you. You've stood in front of three different crowds. I know it. Yes, we, we would agree that this is the best looking crowd you've looked at all morning. And no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Mm-hmm. And you, you said the same thing. Never mind. Get okay. out of here. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't born Brian Way, everybody. <laughs> here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Whether you're a football fan or not, it's a truth. And and and, and whether you're still brokenhearted about the Falcon's collapse last year, right? I I have news for you. It wasn't the first time such a story played out. I can think and am convinced that the first best example of confusing the main thing and then losing everything is captured in scriptures. Would you join with me as we turn in the Bibles? Turn in the Bibles you brought with you or power up your devices, your phones, your uh, your tablets or, or whatnots and uh, and find your way to Genesis chapter Three. We, uh, we started in the beginning last, last week with Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 2 tells a similar but different story of creation. They both went and to uh, work together to tell the story of how God made the world. In and, and Genesis chapter 2, the setting is a garden, and we continue that story directly into Genesis chapter 3. At the end of Genesis chapter 2, everything is just right, peachy keen, and then this happens... Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. The snake was the most intelligent of all the wild animals that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say that you shouldn't eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the snake, We may eat of the fruit of the garden's trees, but not the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden. God said, Don't eat from it and don't touch it or you will die. The snake said to the woman, you won't die. God knows that on the day you eat from it, you will see clearly and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. The woman saw that the tree was beautiful with delicious food and that the tree would provide wisdom. So she took some of its fruit and ate it and also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Then they both saw clearly and knew that they were naked So they sewed fig leaves together and made garments for themselves. During that day's cool evening breeze, they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the Lord God in the middle of the garden's trees. The Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And the man replied, I heard your sound in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And God said, who told you that you were naked? Did you eat from the tree which I commanded you not to eat? And then in in, in a moment that has been repeated countless times, this is Adam's response. God, it's your fault. That's what he says, right? Right? It, just, like, just, like, just like a teenager that says to their parents, hey, hey, this isn't my fault. You told me to go make friends, and I did. And then you met my friends, and you said they seemed nice. And just because I got in trouble with my friends makes it not my fault, it makes it your fault. That's, what, that's exactly what Adam says. Read, read the Bible. The man said, the woman you gave me, God, this is your fault. Are you reading that? This is your fault. You gave her to me. She gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. And the Lord God said to the woman, What have you done? And the woman, her answer isn't any better. She says, The snake tricked me. He he made me do it. And I ate it. The Lord God said to the snake, Because you did this, you are the one cursed Out of all the farm animals, out of all the wild animals, on your belly you will crawl, and dust you will eat every day of your life. I will put contempt between you and the woman, between your offspring and hers. They will strike your head, but you will strike at their heels. To the woman, he said, I will make your pregnancy very painful. In pain you will bear children, you will desire your husband, but he will rule over you. And to the man, he said, because you listened to your wife's voice and you ate from the tree that I commanded, don't eat from it. Cursed is the fertile land because of you, and pain you will eat from it every day of your life. Weeds and thistles will grow for you even as you eat the field's plants. By the sweat of your face you will eat bread until you return to the fertile land since, it was, since from it you were taken. You are soil, to the soil you will return. And then, and then the last two verses to close out that chapter say, The Lord God sent him out of the Garden of Eden to farm the fertile land from which he was taken. He drove out the human to the east of the Garden of Eden. He stationed winged creatures wielding flaming swords to guard the way to the tree of life. This is the word of God for we the people of God and we say together, thanks be to God. Let's pray. Gracious God, in these moments, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing in your sight, O oh God, our rock and our Redeemer, we pray. Amen and amen. Three observations before we begin to apply this story of where we've come from. The first is this, sin has consequences. This this is the post-Garden of Eden reality that we live in. Sin has consequences, and you heard them. One for the serpent, two for the woman, three for the man. Sin has consequences. Maybe, maybe you wanted to add a correlator to that. Uh, that is that um, our fictitious fake responses to God don't dissuade the truth that sin has consequences. You can say what you want, but you did it. Sin has consequences. Number two, notice, notice that Satan never told a woman to actually eat the fruit. That's not in there. Satan never told the woman, hey, you should definitely do that. Instead, Satan was successful in Satan's temptation of humanity that first time and really every time since then by suggesting that God is not trustworthy. What did God really say? I don't know that he really meant it. I don't know that he was telling you the truth. I have a better way. This is this is the this is the tactic of hell. And and then finally, true wisdom comes only through intimacy with God. And that and that any attempt and any alternative other than God himself, under the source of wisdom, any alternative, any any attempt at finding knowledge or getting wise other than God ends in failure. We, We are alienated because we placed ourselves on the throne. We placed our wills above his. This is how John Wesley said it In a quote from nearly 300 years ago, by these acts, the man and the woman flagrantly declared that they would no longer have God as the ruler. They would be governed by their own will, not the will of God who created them. They would not seek happiness in God, but in the world and in the works of their own hands. This this is our story, that our will above God's will that, 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 that our way of doing things surely is better than the ideas or the way or the laws of the one who made us. This is, this is, what, this is what Coach Way's talking about. He's, he says, every team has an identity and they can have success if they live within their identity, if they keep the main thing, the main thing. But he's seen it and you've seen it and I've seen it. Where teams and people lose everything is when, they, is when they lose sight of how they've been built, how we've been made, when we want to swap us in the place of God, thinking that, that our version of happiness somehow will work out. This, this, this plays out in so many ways. The effects of sin and, and 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 even 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 the ways that sin looks the, the the ways that wrongdoing manifests itself, takes shape in our lives, every one of us is caught up in it this is uh, this is how one one preacher of the last century put it. So it boils down that we are sinners in need of God's redemptive power. We know truth, and yet we lie. We know how to be just, and yet we are unjust. We know how to live our lives on the plane of love up here, and yet we hate or we are unfaithful to those we should be faithful to. We stand amid the high road, and yet we deliberately choose the low road. And he he goes on and says, we know the ways of peace and yet we go to war. We have resources for great economic systems where there could be equitable distributions of wealth and yet we monopolize and take it all for ourselves and forget about our brothers. And, and we come to see ourselves. We discover that all of us are sinners. We were made Better than this. But we have chosen this because we have taken and placed ourselves as the center of it all. When when in fact the Bible says we've been made in the image and the likeness of the God who made us. By our actions, by, by, by our choices, by our pride, by our ego, by our arrogance. We have taken this image and so tarnished it, so, so shattered it, that, that we can barely see who we are now. And yet and yet not only were we made by the one who loved us then, we are still loved by the one who knows and sees us in the far. Country and promises that if we will but turn around back to Him, He will run to us and offer an embrace. This, this is the grace, this is the truth. We were made right and we got it wrong. Because because when we confuse the main thing, we have the potential to lose everything. When we get away from how we were made, we we, we, we can lose everything. But God says, I know all of that, and yet I'll take you back. I, I believe the quest for purpose, for happiness, for wholeness, inevitably begins here, continues here, but it's our choice where we go from there. At the start of a new year, wouldn't it be right to come back to God my prayer for you is that your prayer, e- even in this very moment, would be a prayer of, of getting back to the way you were made, a, a prayer of getting back to who you're called to be. My, my prayer is that, is that you wouldn't leave this day. Do it, do it now. You wouldn't leave this day without humbly bowing before the God who made you and said, you are good and admit that you have made it all wrong. We we cannot on our own make it right again, but he can make it right for us. For while sin has consequences, God's power can reverse them all. In a minute, we'll stand and sing. But right now, I invite you to join with me. Let's pray. Lord, we bow confessing that we have taken what was right and made it wrong. We have taken what was good and turned it to bad. Yet, Lord, it is your nature to take us back if we will just submit and place you at the center, restore you and this relationship you want with us back to being the main thing. This is our true identity. This is the way we are made. So Lord, may every person in this room hear these words of invitation and respond. Not, not just with a thought, but with their lives and their commitment. May this day be a new start. Give us the power for it to happen, we pray. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit we pray. Amen and amen.